0: as people recognize that a true recovery will require more than lifelines and bailouts. The logic driving plenitude is largely economic, focusing on efficiency and well-being. I'm betting that the intelligent way to act for both individuals and society is the one that will make humans, non-human species, and the planet better off. Plenitude promises smarter economic arrangements, not just technological improvements. It's a way forward that emphasizes innovation, macroeconomic balance, and careful attention to multiple sources of wealth. In this way, it departs from messages of voluntary simplicity and critiques of consumer culture that contend that less is more, that income and consumption are overrated. Research has shown that outside of poverty, they are. But that realization doesn't take us far enough. The bigger prize, true affluence, comes through changes that yield new efficiencies— getting more from less. The version of plenitude that I describe here is addressed in large part to inhabitants of wealthy countries and wealthy inhabitants of poor ones. But most, although not all, of the principles of plenitude and the economics underlying it are also relevant for lower-income households in poor countries. In its general outlines, if not specifics, it's a widely applicable vision of economic life. Plenitude is also about transition. Change doesn't happen overnight. Creating a sustainable economy will take decades, and this is a strategy for prospering during that shift. The beauty of the approach is that it is available right now. It does not require waiting for the clean-tech paradigm to triumph. It doesn't require getting government on board immediately. Anyone can get started, and many are. It was the right way to go before the economic collapse, in part because it predicted a worsening landscape. It makes even more sense in a period of slow growth or stagnation. As individuals take up the principles of plenitude, they are not merely adopting a private response to what is perforce a collective problem. Rather, they are pioneers of the micro-individual-level activity that is necessary to create the macro-system-wide equilibrium to correct an economy that is badly out of balance. That balance won't develop automatically, All large-scale transformation requires collective arrangements to succeed. We need environmental accounting, a mechanism to reduce carbon emissions, and an end to fossil fuel subsidies. We need new labor market policies. We need to reform our health care, education, and retirement security systems. But while we work for those changes, Here's a vision for a way to live that respects the awesome place we call Earth and all who live upon it. The Fundamentals of Plenitude From the perspective of the individual, there are four principles of plenitude. The first is a new allocation of time. For decades, Americans have devoted an increasing fraction of their time and money to the market— working longer hours, filling leisure time with activities that require more income per unit of time, and buying rather than making more of what they consume. It's time to reverse this trend and diversify out of the market. This doesn't just mean the stock market, although its recent volatility suggests that's one market to which this point applies in spades. Today's smart strategy for many, if not most, households will be to begin a shift away from the formal and centralized sets of institutions and arrangements that are called the market. By the market, I mean business as usual, BAU, economic activity, BAU is a term that came out of the climate discourse to indicate what would happen if we didn't address rising emissions.